Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Megas XLR podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. Living here in Jersey, fighting robots from afar. I'm David. And yes, as you may have guessed from what we just said, uh, today we'll be doing one of our uh, usual mid-season uh, sojourns and uh, checking in on another robot-related show. And uh, this week we're looking at Mega's XLR. Yay! So this is uh, this would have come out a little before animated. So that's yes. where we are as far as cultural time things. Yeah, we, um, it's animated started in 2007. This would have been around 2005. Yeah, this was 2005 because this was supposed to be in the first season of Megas XLR, but I think it was actually the last episode aired or something. Right, they misplaced the tape for it or something, yeah. which is weird. No, that's terrible. I'm glad they found it. Anyway, this, uh, this series was created by Jody Schaefer and uh, George Christick. Uh, prior to this, they uh, created the MTV animated show Downtown, which I was a big fan of as a disaffected teenager. Oh, I never huh. heard of that. I remember that. I just know that, that Christick has, was on like a Clone Wars after that and Motor City and a bunch of other animated things as a writer. And Schaefer is mostly an animator. Yes, they... they uh, uh, Schaefer, I believe, co-founded Titmouse Studio, which, uh, among other things, animates the Venture Brothers and Metalocalypse. Ooh. And uh, the premise of the show is that there is a this, this New Jersey slacker, Coop, uh, voiced by David DeLuise, uh, son of Dom. Oh. The the lesser known son of Dom. He's wasn't a lot of TV shows around the time this came out that like he. He'd be like, hey, hey, that guy in the background. Is there a better known son of Dom? Uh, there's Peter Delby's, who was on 21 Jump Street. Oh, okay. And uh, Sequest DSV. Sure. And then there's uh, another son who's an actor. There's another one? Yes. Um, Michael uh, Delby's. Michael Delby's. I'm trying to look this up. Wait, oh, s- Oh, yeah, he was on Sequest and Stargate. Oh. Oh, and also in Encino Man. For some reason, I thought one of them was Captain Planet, but I seem to have uh, <laughs> oh. gotten that confused somehow. Now, that was David Coburn. <laughs> no relation to James Coburn. Anyway, uh, he is accompanied by his uh, his pal, Jamie, who is kind of a scumbag. <laughs> yes. And uh, it's yeah. by Steve Bloom. Who is not Yay. at his bloomiest voice-wise. No, no, this is this is a different bloom. It's not his usual bloom voice. He's a doing a younger, jerkier voice. A comedic voice. Mm-hmm. And apparently this robot came from the future, and it was accompanied by this woman, Kira, voiced by uh, Wendy Kiva. Lee, who looks like she's Kiva. done a lot of anime. Yeah. The, oh, yes. Her yes, character design is odd. Well, that's the thing, is that she's from the future. Yeah, so her eyes have moved further apart and her mouth has moved down. I'm just, yeah. I'm supposed to look kind of anime-y. Yeah. Like, yeah. The show does anime-y things, but her character design doesn't... It looks weird. Anyway, so he's got this robot and he replaces its head with a car. <laughs> yes, a hot rod. Yes. Of course you do. 
Hence, hence why the theme song notes that you've uh, got to find first gear in your giant robot car. Yes. Well, because in when Kiva gets it, it, the head gets blown off and it gets chucked through time. So he has to replace the head. He replaces it with a car so he can drive it. So it's, I think it's only the second giant robot ever to have a steering wheel to control it. Uh, what was the first? Uh, Zabungle from the self-titled Zabungle. Or, okay. Well, other robots in Zabungle had steering wheels. Uh, what about a Power Ranger slash Turbo Megazord? Uh, I don't, I didn't watch that much Power Rangers growing up. Zabungle also is one of the few shows where the main pilot is kind of fat. Ah. I guess kind of like this. Yeah. Coop is fatter. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's, he's a large fellow. He has the build of Dom DeLuise. Yeah, that's fair. More so. Sadly, we do not see him wearing Dom DeLuise's patented fat guy hat. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the formula of this show is basically... uh these people bl- blunder into some sort of situation involving a cosmic supervillain or aliens or robots or Bruce Campbell Modoc. Yes. <laughs> uh, or a trip to the DMV that goes horribly wrong. Yes. Well, I mean, how are you going to register that? Or Michael Dorn is a Grey Goose situation waiting to happen. Yeah. Had a really good uh, guest cast for this show. Oh, sure. And, uh, in fact, that guest cast is the reason why we are watching this show today. Yes. Living in Jersey, fighting villains from afar. You gotta find first gear in your giant robot Because we open on this, uh, yeah, this episode is Coop de Tat. <laughs> oh yeah, the, t- the titles are um, half the titles are good bad puns. Oh yes, and uh, yeah, we open with what appears to be the unholy love child of Cybertron and Unicron. Yes, it's it's very much it's like Cybertron with Unicron's wang, ring ring wings with the you know. Rings that have the sort of attachments mm-hmm. to the planet. Ring wing, do your thing. <laughs> yes, like that. And yes, this is the Hal- Halcyon world, which is ruled by an empire of robots. And in That's particular, it is ruled by an emperor who is an old bearded guy who kind of looks like Alpha Trion. And is voiced by the late great Earl Bowen. I think Earl Bowen is still alive. Yeah. Is he? I could have swore he died. He is still, at least according to uh, the ever-reliable Wikipedia, still alive. Oh, I'm happy to be wrong about that, then. I think he's retired. Oh, that that could be it. Formally although retired can be like that. he was in a Warcraft game last year. Ooh. Oh, hey, Saka. Uh, playing Hecama the Watt. Uh, he's done a lot of voice acting. He's, he wasn't in Transformers. He was in G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played um, one of those guys in G.I. Joe the movie when uh, 
Don Johnson gets sent to train with those weirdos uh, and <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter on an island. I think he's like the Turkish circus strongman. Oh, the one with the weird mustache? Yes, it's it's like a Cobra Defector. It's a Samoan football player. And it's a Turkish circus strongman all being trained by Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> and that what is the not the dumbest thing in that movie. <laughs> no. I haven't even gotten to the ancient race of snake people. <laughs> yes. Well, we all know about the ancient race of snake people. But yeah. he's probably best known for being in three Terminator movies as Dr. Silberman. He's the, he's the, like in the first movie, you know, uh, Sarah Connor and Michael Bean, they like, they get arrested. And because they're talking about, you know, future, future robots, they send, they bring in a psychiatrist. And that's uh, Dr. Silbrand. And then he's in the second one. He's running the uh, mental institution where Sarah Connor is. Mm-hmm. And then in what is maybe the only good part of the third one, he has a cameo in the third one where he talks about, you know, well, you know, for a long time I believed that, you know, there were these robots in the future, but then I realized that was crazy. <laughs> and then he sees Arnold Schwarzenegger walking through a cemetery with a coffin full of guns. <laughs> oh. God damn it. Can't just do that. So yeah, Earl Bowen. He is uh, yeah, he's voicing this robot emperor, and he's pretty great. Yeah. One other role you might know him from is the legendary ghost pirate LeChuck. That's just me. Monkey Island. Yes, that is from the Monkey Island series. Okay. And uh, yeah, he's addressing his subjects. The uh, you know he his his time to reign has ended, and so he uh, he is assigned his subjects to take the sacred undying flame of Azeroth so they can prove worthy of succeeding him. And his two main apparent successors are Gaivin, uh, who is voiced by Peter Cullen, and Zanzo, or sorry. Or the other uh, way around, I think. Yeah, Gaivin is voiced by Frank Welker, and Zanzor is voiced by Peter Cullen. Also, and I'm sure David at least probably also noticed that uh, they they are clearly Mazinger Z and Raidine. Uh, yeah, Raidine. Well, mostly they're oh the all the knockoff Cybertronians or Halcyonians are pretty much like old seventies and eighties anime mecha, just a hair off. Like the Mazinger Z, there's the Raidine, there's a, a Danguard Ace heads that show up on a bunch of guys. It's just Robot reference overload. Yes. Interesting, because they're not really that transformer. No. Well, other no, than, than the voice actors and the look I mean, of the, the planet, voices. they don't transform. No. They're they're more in that uh, very Japanese late seventies into the eighties uh, giant robot uh, Godaiken, I think we we. <laughs> It called at some point by fan people, whether that is accurate or not. But, uh, yeah, just magical giant robot anime stuff. The stuff that got brought over is Shogun Warriors. Yeah. It's very much influenced by that. And this was the fr- – and uh, Welker is doing something very similar to his Megatron voice. And Cullen is definitely doing an evil Optimus Prime voice. Yeah, he's doing Venger. <laughs> yes. Right, from uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Yes. Yes. Although with the more robotic vocal flanging. Yes. Actually, thanks to Wikipedia, that, that 
clarifies for me that Godaiken is specifically a line of super robot toys released by Bandai America from 1982 to 1985, huh. composed of figures from the Popey series. Oh, Popey uh, so, toys. Yeah. That's, I guess, the when I see it pop up as that, that sort of genre of of toys and anime pop up, it's usually as Popey or Godaiken. Hmm. Anyway, so... But before any of this can happen, uh, the titular Megas teleports right into the middle of the sacred undying flame of Azeroth and destroys it. <laughs> because they are trying to get to a monster truck show. Yeah, the Greater New Jersey Monster Truck Massacre. Yes. <laughs> this Sunday, 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 <laughs> you'll have a whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Car crushing, <laughs> truck crushing mayhem. <laughs> And once this happened, they immediately teleport away again. Yeah. And so the Emperor assigns his subjects with a new task. Bring me that dumb robot. (laughs) They are on. They are ready for this. Yes. And then we get transwarp shenanigans. Yes, they are going from from Earth to, from planet to planet. They end up on a, like a Tron planet. (laughs) Yes. Planet with giant gorillas. A uh, planet with a giant tea-drinking beetle man. <laughs> yeah, that was great. There and there's very, uh, very nice background music on that one. Yes, very, very soothing. Yes. It is. I'm going to say the exact same music that we'll be playing when we are introduced to Anthony Hopkins' character in Transformers: The Last Night. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be along that lines. <sighs> He's definitely going to be served tea by that robot butler. <laughs> yeah. Place my bets now. I think that's that's safe to say. And then eventually, as they're you know trying to get this thing to work, they uh, Jamie does have the idea that he is going to use this device uh, to teleport around, rob banks, and possibly commit sex crimes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jamie's little. I feel like more than or... possibly. Uh, just horrible, horrible things. He's pretty scuzzy. Yeah. I, I can imagine. I, I, I feel like that hasn't aged well. Yeah, I feel like that's the part of the show that hasn't, that has aged the least well. And it's because it's not over the top or benign anymore. I get, well, it's no. just scuzzy. I think it was always supposed to be like Jamie would evil it given the chance. He's just. Yeah. So lazy and pitiful that he isn't a supervillain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because this is a show that has good guys who aren't very good at kind of anything. No. Mostly yeah. being good. Well, who's good that's at one kind thing, of a, the point of them. In between his imagining using this transwarp drive to rob banks and reenact porkies, he imagines <laughs> stealing candy from a baby. Yes. yes. It literally <laughs> shows him... Stealing candy from a baby yeah, that, in these. That, that sets fantasies. the tone of his crazy daydreams. <laughs> That's like the yeah. second one is, is him stealing candy from a baby. So I guess maybe I was wrong. Sorry is not the worst kid <laughs> in, a, <laughs> in a cartoon show. I mean, they're at least old enough to have a driver's license, I guess. I, I guess they're teenagers, maybe? I, I yeah, think they're I mean, supposed I, to be out of high school. I can't quite remember. I don't think we ever see it. Well, we do see a flashback of them aging up 
getting older, playing video games on a couch at one point. Yes. But not in this episode. So anyway, before they can, uh, they can get to this monster truck show, uh, they are attacked by, I can't remember the name, I'm just gonna call it Peter Cullen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, no, they, they get to the monster truck show, it's just that they've been mashing the transwarp drive so hard that they get there and then just keep jumping past it. Oh. Yes. They don't get to see Carminator. No. So it's kind of a recurring bit here that they don't really know how to work this robot 100%. And this is very frustrating for Kiva. Yeah, well, because yes. it was destroyed and Coop had to rebuild it and he doesn't know what half, he, more than half the stuff does, which is kind of the point of well, the Well, and this, this teleportation thing he has been using, uh, told his change. <laughs> yes, well that's what it is. It, it, it is a change tray in the car. <laughs> And yes, they are attacked by Peter Cullen, who hits them with what I have to assume was a reference to Megatron's energy mace from More Than Meets the Eye. Yes. Yeah, th- this this show loves referencing robot shows and as the, the robot designs give away. I mean, I think just kind of animated sci-fi in general. There's definitely one where they fight a space pirate named Captain Warlock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, is it the first or second episode that Megas is... One of the buttons Coop hits creates a wave motion gun from uh, Space Battleship Yamato, a.k.a. Star Blazers. I think there are a couple episodes with, like, a fake G-Force. Oh, yeah! And there's, of course, the Bruce Campbell Modoc. Yes. And there's a Sailor what? Moon episode. That sounds familiar. I think there's a giant robotic Mr. T. <laughs> Probably. When I was looking it up, I, I, I discovered that the... Sailor Moon alike is voiced by Apollo Smile, which almost no one will remember her. Nope. I mean, Kiva did the voice of Queen Serenity in at least one Sailor Moon dub. Oh. Yeah, she does, she's, she has more voice credits than even Steve Bloom. Wow. Yeah. She's she pushing does. towards, um, uh, Franker. She oh, wow. does a couple of the voice lines in, like, the Fire Emblem. Mobile game. Yeah, she does mostly video games and anime. She doesn't do a lot of Western cartoons. This is one of the few that I know of. And apparently she was also on uh, Power Rangers. Ooh. Pretty much everybody voice. was on Power Rangers. Brian Cranston. The voice of Serpentina. And uh, um, one of the, um, oh, it's the annoying little robot. Alpha 5 or 6. There's a couple Alpha of Alpha 5. I think there was Alpha 5 and then there was later an Alpha 6. Yes. And I think Alpha 5 changed voices at one point, but at least one of the voices was Richard Horvitz. Okay. You may know him better as Raz from Psychonauts or Daggett from the Angry Beavers. Oh. oh also, or, Brian I'm buried the lead there. Invader Zim from Invader Zim. Oh! What? Oh, oh man. That, that's, that broke me. <laughs> that's it. I'm done. I'm going home. <laughs> So yeah, he, uh, he yeah he hits him with his mace. He talks about taking his rightful place on the throne, which they interpret as a toilet joke. <laughs> I, I I kind of like what that says about them as characters because yeah. it's such a stretch. <laughs> That's very true. And so yeah, there there's a big fight. The uh, the rest of the Halicionians eventually show up. Yeah, and, and the, including the Frank, 
the Frank Welker shows up and he gets covered in blades before the Michael Bay movies were basically Megatron made out of swords. Uh, it's it's really funny because first he like has little like you know hand weapons that come out and then it's just a full body shot of him and just blades spring out of everywhere. It was pretty good. This show knows what it's doing with visual comedy. Oh, yes. And uh, I think there's also a reference to Sigma Six coordinates when they're, but they're going to they they decide to hide in a nearby nebula because they've seen Rathacon. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's what you do. And they talk about Sigma Six coordinates, which I'm not sure. I don't think GI Joe Sigma Six was out yet, so that's probably a reference to the uh, business certification thing. Yeah, Six Sigma. Easy advanced techno battles. Uh, oh, and yes. we, we glossed over um, Peter Cullen doing Robocop. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. He was was he on that eighties Robocop cartoon? Uh hmm. yeah, could have been. I mean he's kinda got the uh, the Robocop voice. Hmm. I know on the nineties one, Alpha Commando, it was David Sobolov. Oh wait, there was two Robocop cartoons? Yes, one was Alpha Commando, and it aired, I think, I think it was part of the Power Block with uh, Beast Wars. I know, I knew about that one. I didn't know there was another one. Yeah, one in the 80s. I think it's even got, like, an animated, um, like, Clarence Boddicker's in it. Yeah. <laughs> so why why were they making cartoons out of so many R-rated movies in the 80s and early 90s? <laughs> I can answer that in three letters. VHS. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't see it in the theater, but you absolutely rented it. Yeah. Rented that, you rented Rambo. It was on HBO. Your parents probably were, I mean, that's how I saw a lot of that stuff, was just that my dad was into sci-fi stuff, so, you know, they're like, just don't repeat any of the bad words, and it's okay. And- and yes, do not repeat any of these actions. Please do not cover a man in toxic waste and then hit him with a fan. Admittedly, the actually R-rated stuff I didn't tend to get to see until I was like, except for TV edits. I'm, I'm pretty sure I was like into the double digits age-wise before I saw a non-edited for TV version of RoboCop. I'm not sure. I I, have, I think my parents were just do, judicious with the fast forward button. <laughs> it's like, okay, so we're you know we're watching Terminator. Oop, okay, time for this way too long sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> A completely sex jam version of the Terminator theme. <laughs> it's like this soft piano. Da 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 da. And it's just Linda Hamilton with her '80s hair. Uh, uh, why? Anyway, so I don't even know how we got on this. Oh, right, the uh, Robocop. Yeah. So yeah, they go into a nebula where, you know, as as we know from uh, watching Wrath of Khan, that's where you hide in space. Yeah, you know. Uh, Peter Cullen follows them in there, as do a bunch of other robots. There's a bit where Peter Cullen thinks that it's he's actually about to fight Megas, but it's actually one of the other Halicyonian robots, and he just kills him anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although I'm not entirely sure. Like, are we? Are these guys dying? I'm not sure what our robot physiology is here. Uh, yeah, 
kind of... I mean, it seems a bit like they're getting killed, but... Yeah, we don't see anybody, like, getting repaired. Or or talking with their heads off, which you would think they would have put in to make this somewhat more friendly. Eh. They they don't really care, but... um, Also, some of the character design, the background guys are so similar that you could see one guy die and then a similar-looking guy shows up the next scene. They're uh, they're troop builders. They're generics. Yeah. Anyway, so, and Coop and the guys figure that out, and Coop is like, let's kill robots too! It's like, no, we can wait and they can murder each other. Nah. Why wait? We don't have friendly fire. Yeah. So Megas goes around like a serial killer, like he's become Jason in the Friday the 13th movie. Just murdering dudes. Speaking of R-rated VHS. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this is, uh, I'm, they're kind of only the protagonists because the show's about them. Yeah. Yeah. As the show out in a scene slightly later, Coop has his every episode, you wronged me this way, this way, <laughs> and this way. Oh, we'll get to that. And it just, they cut him off like, that was your fault, that was your fault. That was your fault. <laughs> yeah. No, normally, like, he's, he's listing a litany of what things, whatever alien invader has shown up has done. But this time, it's all, no, that's all shit you did. <laughs> I mean, he's the alien invader. Yes. It's true. It's like we're trying to find an alien who, you know, landed on the Statue of Liberty or something. Yeah. Anyway, so eventually, it's, it's Frank Welker who confronts him, uh, fires a missile... That Megas easily dodges, but then zips around and clamps onto its back, which shuts it down. A null distortion generator. Yes. Yay. I wonder if that's a reference to Starscream's null rays. Oh, hell Maybe. yeah. It also only comes after he makes a rather reasonable offer. Yes. Hey, come peacefully. I'll be emperor. I pardon you. You can leave. Yeah, Me- Megatron is kind of the good guy in this one. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. You can tell because he's got a proper face. Yes. Although it's a weird, like, the mouth moves, like, we see it in different scenes and it has different expressions. Yeah. But when he talks, it stays stationary and it just lights up. Ah, Yeah. That could be a reference to old anime where the robots would have different expressions, but they wouldn't move because they were just controlled robots, like Rydeen. Oh, okay. I, I can buy, with some shows, I would buy that, but this, I can certainly buy that. However, it is eventually Peter Cullen who uh, emerges with the prize here. Well, yeah, after the uh, segment of Rock'em, Sock'em, robots fighting in space, trying to get the uh, depowered Megas while rock music is playing. Yes. And so, indeed, Peter Cullen takes this, takes him back to the Emperor and is uh, is rewarded. They, yeah, they, they chain Megas up, uh, kind of like Jesus. Well, it's a convenient pose, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, you got to spread it, the arms out. Yes, you might as well say like Conan tied to a tree. Yeah, it's a little more Conan. And so the Emperor brings out the Metal Maiden. Metal Maiden rules. Which, <laughs> which is a straight up forty k chain sword. Yes. Oh, yeah, but but Jamie's hoping it's uh, sort of a heavy metal version of Gem. Yeah. And the holograms. Yes. Yeah, it kind of looks like a like a lady version of Guns and Roses. <laughs> complete with guitars with a giant top hat. Oh, that's what that was a reference to. Huh. And so, uh, you know, 
even though they there's nothing that they can do to uh, get this uh, this null generator off the back of Megas uh, without it exploding, uh, Coop takes offense to this and instead just goes out of the ro- leaves the robot and just hits it with a wrench until it falls off and breaks. <laughs> yeah, it required a delicate touch. So he just bangs on it for like 30 seconds. I was kind of sad that that worked. This show is very silly. That is the logic of this show. <laughs> and so the logic as, of the show is use of excessive force. Yes. Yeah. Do not take any life lessons from this show. Oh. And so, uh, as the newly crowned Emperor Peter Cullen is about to execute them with the Metal Maiden, Megas instead takes it takes it himself, and bisects Peter Cullen. Oops. Oh, not, and not before they finally fix the transwarp drive. Oh, right. Yes. And then set it off before remembering to install it back in the robot so it just teleports into who knows where. <laughs> the main characters of the show are very dumb. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, listen here, you walking water heater. You guys attacked me. No, that was you. You tried warp drive. That was you. You just did that. And you made me miss the monster truck rally of the century again. You. <laughs> oh, Coop. I do love his rant every episode. And this is one of the funnier ones. Yeah, it's like a once an episode thing. Yeah, it, goes- I love that as part of the formula. And I love the bizarre one-off controls, like the five minutes until end of episode button. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> oh, it's it's such a wonderful thing that kind of is a reference to anime and, well, I guess, old uh, Super Sentai. Like, sometimes you'd have, like, one-off yeah, powers. Yeah, like Power Rangers. Yeah, you have one-off things that, wow, that's cool, we worked the whole episode to do that, and, and then it doesn't show up again almost well, ever. Also, the thing with Power Rangers was always that, like, sometimes I would just turn it on for the last ten minutes. <laughs> yes, the monster fight. Because that's when all the good stuff happened, because that was when all the, like, forming things to, yeah, that's when all the cool stuff happens. But then you're missing all that quality Balkan skull. Uh, well, you don't realize, well, I didn't realize at the time that Balkan skull were the best part of the show. Yeah. You only find that out decades later. No, I mean, when you're a kid, they're an impediment to getting to the giant robots. Yes. Yeah. Also, when you're, like, 14, like I was. All of that. Yeah, I was too old for it. <laughs> I think I, I think I hit the sweet spot there. It was seven. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so Coop is angry and starts screaming and fighting like he usually does, and then and hits the five minutes till the end of episode button. And flames start coming out of his robot's fists, and this just happens to match exactly the image on one of their tapestries in this palace, which. How are these giant robots making tapestries? Because they're they're clearly claw tapestries that we see later. Maybe they print them. I mean, some yeah. of them also have capes, so they they've got some sort of textile industry. Yeah, yeah. Or they they import it. Maybe they trade with other civilizations. I'm not sure if we've ever seen tapestries on anything with transformers before. Uh, wasn't there some in the movie? Yeah. Definitely, so Starscream had a cape. Oh, 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 right. I just meant specifically tapestry. The kind oh. of like. See, I kind I guess, of. Um, um. Oh wait. Um. In Beast Machines, Megatron had those uh, black velvet. I kind of feel like. Oh. <laughs> also, if there isn't 
some kind of tapestry showing Cybertronian prophecy in The Last Night, I will eat my ticket. Oh, man, you're so right. Uh, excited for that movie, guys? I, nothing you can say will dissuade me. My, my madness must be carried out to, to its uh, ultimate conclusion. So, you know, get, and, of course, get ready for the Bumblebee movie next year. Oh, oh boy. Are we going to have prequel I, movies with um, all the guys from the first movie? Are we going to see Jazz before he was two dudes? Oh, that's... <laughs> or two pieces of a dude? I, I hope not. That would be... Much as I enjoy Jazz in some things, that character is not great. Mm, we didn't... Nobody in the first movie got to do much other than Bumblebee. Oh, Ironhide got to threaten to murder Kevin Dunn. <laughs> and a dog. Yeah, that's... And uh, Ratchet uh, got to uh, tell everybody that... Uh, Shia LaBeouf was uh, DTF. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, We're definitely going to have to cover those movies at some point. Eventually. If I have to, kick, I have to drag you kicking and screaming. Well, yeah, that's what it, that's what we got a Patreon for. That's that's in the future. <laughs> yes, that that's got to be like a stretch goal. Like if we can hit like fifty dollars a month, maybe. <laughs> I have to pay for the therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, the Emperor kneels before him, despite having his arm sliced off uh, in the melee, and uh, now now Megas is the new Emperor, and they, at this point they do not realize that uh, it's actually a piloted robot. Well, why would you assume it's a piloted robot when you're all robots? This like is true. Like the episode of Transformers. Yeah. Oh, we found the, the, the dominant life form on this planet. Cars and trucks. So he, he uses his flaming fists to light to relight this eternal flame, which uh, unfortunately then catches the entire castle on fire. <laughs> well, there's you all know, those tapestries. Yeah, he tried to put it out with the tapestry. Fire. It burns. It's pretty great. And so they just have to flee the scene. <laughs> and also in here somewhere, there is a weird fantasy sequence with Jamie being the emperor. Yes. He thinks and about then, the things he'd do if he was the emperor. And there's, there's an old balding coop involved somehow? Well, isn't that a reference to Escape from New York? Oh, you're right. Oh, that's a good catch. I, I didn't think of that. That's right. I guess he's supposed to be like Isaac Hayes. Yeah. It's a movie I've got to rewatch. <laughs> so they end up just fleeing the planet, but uh, Coop assures everybody that, you know, it was just a little fire. It, it'll be fine. And then the planet explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oh, well. That was a nice Cybertron while it lasted. Yes. And, uh, yeah, that's the episode. <laughs> the end. They blew up some other world. The end. I mean, it's kind of, uh... That is kind of the show. I mean, it, usually it's at least defending Earth while sort of uh, causing massive amounts of uh, collateral damage. Yeah, destroying bits of New Jersey. Yes, but, you know, nobody would notice. <laughs> or Philadelphia. It's like Detroit. No one would notice. And, uh, yeah, so, unfortunately, this, uh, this series only lasted two episodes, and I don't think two, it's ever coming out on D, or two series. Two seasons. Two seasons, rather. Two seasons. Yep. Yeah, the, the, oh, the, despite the very good critical reception, it never managed to get good ratings, so 
apparently, according to uh, animators at Titmas, who have actually reached out about getting the rights to do another season, Cartoon Network took it as a huge tax write-off. Yeah. So uh, they have to pay that back before they'd ever be able to do anything that makes money from it, including a DVD run. Yeah, wow. so it's a yeah. complex thing. It, it, somehow it's actually on iTunes and Xbox Video. Hmm. So there are legal ways to watch it, but, like, they can't put it on DVD, they can't make a new season. They might be able to make a video game out of it. Like, the legality of there is squirrelier, but... Well, it was... It was Megas was in a, like, some kind of Cartoon Network video game, at, like, in 2009 or something. Like, they, they even got DeLuise back to voice Coop. I guess I shouldn't have tossed that promotional DVD I found of it while I was cleaning stuff out. No. I mean, it was just, like, one episode, but... No. No, still, yeah, I know. I, I have the entire series on DVD, because I picked it up at an anime convention, and it's fucking bootleg as hell, because it's the exact same thing that's on YouTube. <laughs> yes. But I have uh, it. Yeah. It's, it's so bootleg it doesn't even have disc art. Oh. It's just not not labels like which one's which. Just four it's real discs. Fell out of a van kind of uh kind of DVD. It's like my uh the, the Gal Gagar uh VHS that I found while I was cleaning stuff out that just had like a label not like an old school label maker, but like a label maker tape that just said Gal Gagar volume one. <laughs> Yeah. So, while there's, I guess this kind of has a cult following, enough that there's been hashtags bring back Megas XLR, but Mm -hmm. there's no way to bring it back or do much with it, which sucks, because it's a show that's a bit ahead of its time, if you kind of ignore the Jamie being super creepy, but that's kind (laughs) of Jamie's joke. Because it references the anime and other robot shows and things, it's... I mean, still this, funny. This was really, as as far as I recall, this was really the first thing that you know came out that was getting Peter Cullen and Frank Welker saying, "Hey, you know, getting them because of their Transformers oh, stuff, yeah. getting yes. them as a Transformers reference." And uh, they would be reunited a couple of years later when they both did voices for the Transformers. 2007 movie video game because they they got Peter Cullen for that but they did not retain Hugo Weaving. Oh no, I'd rather have. I mean, no no offense to Hugo Weaving, but I'd rather have Peter Cullen or uh, Frank Welker. And then they and then of course we got a ton of Welker v Cullen uh, because they were both on Transformers Prime for like 60 episodes. Yes. Yeah. And the subsequent. Live action movies, it was Walker. Yes, but this uh, well, was really well, he, the, the first thing to, I guess, you know, bring that in for a nostalgia thing, uh, versus, you know, like it's done now. Because for, I mean, you know, the first BotCon had 175 people. Uh, you know, it, it took a lot of time for Transformers to sort of come back to being recognized as something that people cared about now and not just something that people used to care about. So this was really the first thing to to bring that in like that hmm. to show. Also, this was probably one of the first union things that could have done that. Yeah, hmm. yeah, that could be it. So, yeah, we uh, 
it's uh it's this sort of doesn't quite have the same jolt that it did at the time just because we've heard Welkin and Welker and Cullen in so many things together since that, then. That's their ship name is Welkin. Yes. <laughs> you know, they're they're both good looking older men. Yeah, yeah. I mean if you're into that. So yeah, that is uh that is our inter-season uh, special. We will return next week, of course, with the second season of Transformers Animated, in which we are introduced to the Elite Guard in The Elite Guard. Ooh, clever, clever. The episode titles start getting a little better in the second season, but that is not one of them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we are on Tumblr, and we are on Facebook. And we are hosted by IaconUnderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help us with hosting expenses and equipment upgrades and all that sort of stuff. Uh, That is at Patreon.com slash IaconUnderground. And we will be continuing uh, with some upcoming Patreon-exclusive podcast episodes, uh, so keep an eye on our Twitter and, you know, us here talking about it for that. Yeah, you can find us wherever finer podcasts are found. We are we are on both. Uh, yeah, we are on both iTunes, iTunes and on Google Play. And uh, wherever you find us, please rate and review us. Uh, we'd greatly appreciate it. And if you uh, want to write in and tell us what to do next time, uh, we do one of these uh, one of these specials. Then please write into the Maxim Mailbag at stasispodcast at gmail dot com. So. Until time, when we return with more Transformers Animated, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Where did my first gear go? Have you seen it? It, it, it was over... I'm Alex. You dig giant robots. I dig giant robots. We dig giant robots. Here at the Stasis Pod. Possibility of more to show. Was uh, it Jersey? I mean, there's plenty of other things that take place in New Jersey. It's the best cartoon related to Jersey. Uh, <laughs> Even though the the two main characters are kind of scummy assholes. Yeah, well, tell that Clerks cartoon. It's appropriate. Uh, I guess that was okay. It didn't run nearly as long. It was no. only what, like six episodes? I've only seen a few six. of them. I think it was only two six of them episodes on television. and. Kind of funny, but... Yeah. On television, and that screwed something up. Because the entire joke of the second episode was, despite being the second episode, it was a clip show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, apparently uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force also takes place in New Jersey. Oh, it does? Forgot about that. I... That's a bad show. For a while, I used to sort of watch it while playing Final Fantasy Online, in that I would have it on in the background. And it, it was funny without looking at it. Looking at it, it's not as funny. And yeah. I guess depending on where you consider Gotham City to be, it's possible that every Batman show takes place in New Jersey. Oh, yeah. forgot about that technique. Well, wait, is it in Delaware or was uh, Met- uh, Metropolis in Delaware? 
when the line on it isn't Metropolis is New York City during the daytime, Gotham is New York City during the nighttime. <laughs> Gotham is in South Jersey and Metropolis is on the other side of the bay in Delaware. Yeah. Okay. Although sometimes Metropolis is in Kansas. Yeah, oh. that's much it makes more sense for it to be closer to Kansas, but like it's often shown as just New York City near the water. So that kind of Yeah, I was Kansas. gonna say that whole like being near the water thing seems kind of relevant. Yeah. At least a river. Come yeah. On. It looks like it's traditionally in New Jersey at least. So there you go, all those Batman cartoons take place in New Jersey. Okay, yeah. so for counting Batman in the animated series, that that's the best show set in New Jersey. I think changing would be less terrible if they had the like, Adult Swim carp block too. To do just make, what? Just make him a total scumbag. Yeah, make him a total scumbag instead of a. We could get away with showing this on TV, edited for content in the eighties. Scumbag. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Eh, Coop keeps him in line. 